Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. I'm your host, Perry Phillips, and because I've killed so many brain cells, I feel like I'm getting dumber as I'm getting older. So the podcast is a great way to learn more about the things that I love. So each week we take a look at topics from the world of pop culture, including music, shout out to hip hop, movies, sports, comic books, video games, psychedelics, cannabis, and more. And the format might not always remain the same from week to week. I'm all over the place. What can I say? And I love the idea of a podcast that changes and grows with our listeners. So before we get too far, if you're listening so far, head over to ittybittypodcast.com to subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. And make sure to say hi to us on social media. It's pretty much at ittybittypodcast for everything um, but without further ado, man, the Itty Bitty Podcast is anything but Itty Bitty. So let's get it going. Welcome to episode 48 of the Itty Bitty Podcast. We're rocking and rolling. We're just about a couple days removed from the one-year anniversary of the podcast. So today will be the last day that you can submit for the giveaway. So if you haven't checked out the giveaway, a lot of dope shit in there. Uh, we got trading cards, comic books. Funko Pops, action figure in there, t-shirts, stickers. It's a big one. Um, so make sure you get on the website, figure out how to enter. Um, it's donation-based, so you have to donate to Black Lives Matter or another organization that um, helps support the black community. So that was what we decided to do for the donation, or for the giveaway, rather. So that's the way it's gone. This week on the show, I'm talking with James Lightfoot, and he's... Um, he created a video game with his brother, and they have a couple of this one, and they're working on another one, but they, they like to do kind of like the old retro-style games. So the game we're talking about mostly today is The Mystery of Woolly Mountain. And if you were a fan of Maniac Mansion back in the day, which is one of my favorite games, it's like a point-and-click type of game, um, you'll you'll love The Mystery of Woolly Mountain. I still have not had a chance to play it. As you guys know, The everything is crazy right now. The baby coming soon, so... I will get on that as soon as I can, but I've checked out a bunch of stuff from it, and it looks awesome, so check it out before you listen to the podcast or after you listen to the podcast, either way, um, but this is not a podcast about point-and-click adventures. This is the Itty Bitty Podcast. It's anything but, and it starts now. Welcome to the Itty Bitty Welcome to another episode of the Itty Bitty Podcast. Cool. We're going to be talking video games today with my guest, James. So, James, is your company Lightfoot Bros, is that the name of, of your company? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and that is because it is run by my brother and I. Okay. So, that's your last name then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was James wondering where... is the name... Uh, Oh, no, I was just wondering where the brother's part came from. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's my brother and I. Um, We grew up loving computer games, um, you know, playing the um, ZX Spectrum and uh, um, back in the day, all the way through, um, you know, to today um, with some musical interludes, being in bands and stuff. And, um, you know, we decided let's make a game. Let's actually have an attempt to... uh, making a game and seeing what happens. And uh, here we are. We've done it. So the mystery of Woolly Mountain is what we're going to be talking about today. And that's the game. You worked on that game together? Yes. My brother did all the sound and um, audio. So there's a lot of dialogue. So he recorded all the dialogue. um, And he did half the music for the game. And um, I adapted the story to to be a computer game because it was from a book that my brother wrote as well based on our band which i'll explain later uh and then i drew all the graphics wrote the you know the plot the puzzles and everything and um made it as well yeah it was quite a feat quite a bit of work 
it sounds like i mean just figuring out puzzles in games is super hard so i can imagine the reverse where you're having to create the puzzle is even more challenging um, yeah and i learned a hell of a lot in making the game i basically learned how to not make a game um and i'll be applying that to my next game that i'm currently making to um, actually how to make a game so for example i i ended up you know kind of writing a bit of the game as i went on you know as it kind of happened rather than planning um the whole thing i should have planned it a lot more so a lot of things were you know kind of changing as i went along but you know i i therefore really enjoyed making you know the game because it was as if i was playing it as i was writing it right. so i was completely immersed in in the world of the game well why don't we tell everybody a little bit about the game i don't want to give away too much um, full disclosure, I haven't gotten a chance to play it. It's in my queue. My wife is actually pumped. She's finishing school and then she starts maternity leave. So she'll have a little bit of time, hopefully, if the baby doesn't come early. And I told her about the game and she's pumped to play this game. So she's <laughs> like, she'll probably end up playing it before I get to. Um, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the game, the story, uh, without giving too much away? Because it does sound like you've rolled a little bit of your life into this game. It sounds like you guys were into music and that plays a part in the story and so i'll let you kind of take it away so i don't give away too much yeah um, i will do that i tell you what i'm gonna do as well i'm just gonna take this laptop downstairs where there's um better reception as my wife has just gone out so no that's fine. a little tour of the house as well no. as i go downstairs <laughs> i know all this better. stuff is still so new to everybody like trying to figure out the zoom i and... know right yeah it's a bit crazy um, the whole new world we live in so yeah you get a little bit of a pass for that it's cool yeah <laughs> um yeah so basically um the, the mystery of woolly mountain is um a story of five um renegade audio scientists who live on the crystal submarine um they are time traveling scientists or end up being time traveling scientists um, and like uh, the game begins kind of as if, you know, they've already been on many adventures and um, each, each scientist is uh, a little different. They're all in a band together, um, which you find out more along the way. And the game starts off kind of with a, um, a prologue of what's happened. So you, play different characters and you start off playing Van Damme loud and clear. He's the kind of more adventurous type. And um, he's kind of on the foot of Woolly Mountain. And this is the demo you can get actually, which is this opening scene. Um, and it kind of teaches you, it teaches you the controls, but we find out that he's received a letter that the evil witch has kidnapped all the children of Woolly Mountain. And he goes off on his own he just at the drop of a hat, off he goes, forgets to alert mm. all his, you know, his um, scientist pals and just goes off and obviously naturally gets kidnapped. And that's kind of the end of the opening little scene. So I'm not giving too much away because that's kind of the, the story. And then it cuts back to you playing Garland Vanderbilt, who's the main character. Um, he's a bit of a kind of, you know, cleanliness is godliness kind of guy. He's a bit anal in, 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 in that respect but you know he's lovable anyway a lovable rogue big mustache top hat you know that kind of thing and um he um is trying to find the crew but all, all the crew are on uh on um on leave because he finds this letter that basically is the letter that van damme read to make him go off on this journey of finding the kids of woolly mountain so he needs to get the crew together and that's how the game starts you're on um, Umpar Island and you need to find the rest of your crew so you can set sail to save Van Damme loud and clear from the evil witch and save the kidnapped children. And that's the story. And naturally, all your, um, all your um, crew, all your scientist pals, are, you know, ha have their own issues that, that you need to help them solve before they will come and join you on the crystal submarine so you can set sail. So part one of the game is essentially finding your crew and helping them sort out their problem so that they'll come with you. 
And then can and you then, switch between those characters as playable characters? So you do switch between them, but for the effect of the story, rather than just kind of, you know, switching for switching sake. Right. So as you start off playing a different character, then you play the main character, and then later on you play a fisherman and all sorts of different, you know, people throughout the game. So when I was getting ready for this interview, I watched an, another interview that you had done about the game. I think it was a couple years old, but you had said something that I had actually thought in my head that you said that mo most games by nature are point and click adventures, if you actually think about it. And that was something that I had really thought about. You know, one of the other games that I have in my queue right now that I'm going to play once I have some time is The Last of Us 2. And if you go back yeah. to The Last of Us 1, the original one, it's all you're pointing at something you're going to pick it up and you have to collect it and you have to it's the same thing as as this it's just not 2d it's a, a yeah. 3d adventure um yeah exactly i it is every game every kind of immersive game that has a sense of exploration and puzzles you know at the end of the day there's a locked door and you need to find a key right now the key is going to be up a tree uh for example in a in a box or something and how do you get up the tree so you need to find a ladder where's the ladder it's in the house who's in the house zombies you know like so already that's kind of how you you know backwards a puzzle right and you know, say a similar kind of example would be in last of us or resident evil or any game that has that kind of you know big operatic tale and big exploration but everything is yeah essentially if you boil it down it is to that point and click you know i'm going to go that way i'm going to find these items yeah. find these characters <clears throat> and the first thing that drew me to to your game is i know you probably heard this all the time but but maniac mansion and yeah. for the longest time well this is just a little side note for the longest time i thought i i had called it maniac mansion but then somebody told me that the game was called manic mansion so for the longest time, I didn't know if it was Maniac Mansion or Manic Mansion. That's just like a little side note. But that was one of the first games I remember playing as a kid. It was like, you know, I grew up in the Nintendo era. So that was right up my wheelhouse. And it was one of those yeah. games that I don't think I ever could beat as a kid just because it wasn't like your normal point and shoot and, and you just had yeah. a run and gun. You had to actually figure stuff out and you had to read and you had to, because with those graphics, I mean, you couldn't tell what anything was. So if you weren't reading, <laughs> yeah. you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so I think that the, the point and click adventure is super helpful as far as, you know, keeping your brain sharp and, and doing puzzles. And I think that's, I'm not an, a, you know, a scientist by any means, pretty much the opposite of a scientist but i do think that that stuff really helps and i think that the point and click adventures just really get your brain going more than those action adventure games yeah and i think you know one of the things i always loved about point and clicks and you know the ones that i look back most fondly on um obviously monkey island escape from monkey island one escape from monkey island two broken sword one broken sword two uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, um, and even The Last Crusade was really immense. I just remember a summer, very similar to now, apart from coronavirus, uh, <laughs> and just getting lost in these games, you know, but, uh, and also wanting to savor points. I didn't mm -hmm. want to just finish it. Right. You know, now, like you say, we've got queues of games that stress you out that you haven't finished them. You know, I've got my Nintendo Switch set over there and I'm like, well, I can't buy Last of Us 2 and I don't have the time with family and a baby and stuff. I got to finish those games on my Switch. And, you know, before I could finish those, I had to finish a couple of point and click adventures I bought on my, you know, laptop. So I was, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night being like, ah, I got to finish these games. I just can't live with like queues of games that I haven't even tried to finish. Um, but, you know, back in the day, I'd remember wanting to, to just live in the world, you know, like mm. what I loved about those games is you would explore like whole different um, countries, like Broken Sword, Indiana Jones, you know, you'd be all different countries, some in the daytime, some in the evening, even with Monkey Island, different islands and stuff. And sometimes you just want to stay on that island or stay in that location because it was so, I don't know, there was something so kind of comforting about it and so warming you know and i uh, that's what i wanted to kind of evoke 
a little bit with um with Woolly Mountain, especially over the three different acts. Right. You know, I, I very much, you know, was conscious of having, you know, so the island you start off on is in the day and it's all lovely. And then you go to a different island and it's nighttime, you know, and I just wanted to evoke a different atmosphere for each scene. So it felt very thematic, you know, like a, like a movie building up faster pace as you go and so on. Right, and it gives you nice visuals to kind of look at so it doesn't get stale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you keep mentioning Monkey Island. That might be before my time. Was that PC? Yes, you know, PC, Mac. Um, I feel like the name sounds familiar, but... Yeah, Escape from Monkey Island. So um, you've got uh, Ron Gilbert, who basically wrote that game, made that game, um, and, and the second one. And he's also created Thimbleweed Park. Have you heard of that recently? No. He, he, yeah, so he crowdfunded that and made a lot of money. He wanted to kind of evoke a game of the 80s kind of thing. But yeah, um, I think it came out um, 90, 1990. 1990, okay. Yeah, but Ron Gilbert wrote um, Maniac Mansion as well. Oh, okay. So he was part of the dev team, yeah. I didn't so realize he, that that was Lucasfilm too. That was like a Lucasfilm. Yeah, exactly. Game, yeah. So he did. He did. You know, work for Lucasfilm. He was, you know, quite the legend in the point-and-click adventure world. So, um, he actually backed my game as well on Kickstarter. I was so gonna I was, say I saw his name on the Kickstarter. So, how did that feel? That must have been awesome. That was like, right, I've done it. You know, I, <laughs> I've, I've achieved everything now. Um, it was pretty amazing. Um. So yeah, two really cool things about the journey and the Kickstarter was yeah Ron Gilbert um, backing the game and you know tweeting it, and then when I went after the Kickstarter finished and I was like yes you know I've achieved my goal, I um I planned a little trip of the states, and one of my um one of the places I was going to was San Francisco. And obviously I was like, well, I must go and see um, Double Fine Games. You know Double Fine? I think um, so. The name sounds familiar, but I'm not 100%. Yeah. So again, Tim Schafer runs Double Fine and he's like a point and click legend as well. So I was like, I must, I must go into their office and just have a look around. And prior to that, I befriended someone who worked there. Um, who was making a game for them and was making his own game. And I met him for lunch in San Francisco and he was like, yeah, come on in, come see, uh, come see Double Fine. And it was amazing being around the office and seeing all these different guys. But the only unfortunate thing was Tim Schafer had just gone to New Orleans mm. that morning. So I missed meeting him. Yeah. But anyway, it, it was still a pretty cool uh, experience. That's awesome. What was the the entire process like for Kickstarter? So what was that like from the time that you and your brother get together and you're like, we're going to do this this game and you kind of start converting everything to when it's finished and put out? How long is that process and what's that process like? And it's so again, in both scenarios, we, you know, when I do it again, I will do it correctly. (laughs) In other words, you know, really, you should have a social media presence. You know, I can't remember if Discord was around when I started this Kickstarter four years ago, five years ago now it was, I think. Um, But you need, really, you should have been a year of trying to get people interested in helping you decide on A or B, look and feel, and get them involved so that on the launch of Kickstarter, you already have you know, a thousand people who are going to just go, or more, obviously, who are just going to instantly pledge. I started my social media presence like a month, if that, before I started my Kickstarter. So, um, you know, uh, I would have done a whole year prior, obviously, but I didn't know. I was just like, I think this is how you do it. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And it was one of the most stressful months of my life because, and again, I didn't plan content enough again right. i would have the whole month planned out with the post and the graphic and the gif and the demo and the whatever the little video uh planned out the entire month instead 
every morning I'd be like, right, what am I going to, how do I say the same thing, but different, <laughs> Yeah, you know, which is essentially please pledge on my game, you know, right. Please back my game. So every day I'd think of something different and I'm quite cool at make, you know, making little videos and animations as well, which helped. So you can do little gifts very quickly and nice little loops of the game and stuff. But what I did as well is I kind of went after my old heroes mm. and, you know, befriended them on Facebook, old like game dev heroes, you know, who are games I used to buy um, when I was a kid. And I befriend them and I'd say, please, will you back my game or will you, you know, post about it to your people? And um, I did it. You know, I, I, I beat my goal. I actually even achieved a couple of the, uh, um, God, I can't even think what they're called now. You know. But like different tiers. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I was over the moon. I couldn't believe it. And then it dawned on me that I actually had to make a game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what I did do, which I was very pleased about, is I did, I made sure I could make a game. I actually, you know, got almost at the entire act one working. Mm. You know, don't get me wrong, I changed it and tweaked it beyond comprehension by the time it came out. But I wanted to be able to show that game as much as possible in the video. Um, so I did all that prior to kickstarting. And I think some people might, you know, just kind of have an idea and a concept and then, you know, go for it. One of the things I didn't do, again, which I, for my new game, I certainly will have is a demo. I didn't have a demo mm. uh, on launch, which in hindsight, I definitely would have had a demo. You know, the demo didn't come until um, I think after the Kickstarter um, had launched, I mean, had been successful. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. I started this podcast about a year ago and I had sort of dabbled with social media. But for me, I was like, I didn't know what to post. I'm like, I don't know what to put. I don't have a podcast yet, so I don't know what to post about. Yeah. And so I was stuck in that. And I and again, hindsight, like you said, I really wish that I had just done social media and, you know, rather than focus on creating stuff, you know, actually just document the process of doing that. And if I had done that, I think it would have been a lot better. I'm not in any different position than I probably would have been now. It's just was a lot more work. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it, the whole process, when the stuff you learn in a process is crazy because like you said, when you, with your new game, now that you have that experience, it's like, it was a struggle the first time, but it's going to be that much less of a struggle the second time, the third time, the fourth time. Exactly. Exactly. Like now I can't wait to, you know, to do it. And we're being so much more you know, realistic in terms of time, Right. you know? Like, uh, we're not going to launch the Kickstarter until a year, a year's time. And, you know, the entire level one of the game, the entire demo is drawn, is working, you know, it is the puzzles are in there. It's more of a run gun platform adventure, my new game. Okay. You know, and, and, and this time side I've got scrolling, side scrolling 2D. Nice and simple, but just fun and, you know, a big story, um, kind of adult, hu not adult humor like crass, but just, you know, like kids can play it, but they might miss some nuances in right. there. And, um, but yeah, so my friend's an amazing artist who I grew up with. I've known him since I was four years old and he's now doing all the art for the game, which is a lovely relief for me because I don't have to worry about doing everything. Um, and my brother, again, is going to be doing all the sound, but we're going to have the whole level beautiful mm -hmm. and more so that we can make an awesome trailer showing all other bits of levels um, of which you'll be able to play and download as a demo on day one, you know, of launch. And we're going to start our social media presence, like, you know, for this game, probably end of July when we're even getting closer. So... I'm excited to do that because I have the patience, um, you know, to actually have it looking amazing right. for, you know, for uh, day one of Kickstarter. And I'm pretty confident because of all the stuff 
that we've learned that I, you know, will quadruple um, what we made or more, you know, on, on Woolly Mountain in the new game. So I was just, when you're talking about how you're trying to make it look really nice and, and, and visually striking, it's crazy how much better 2D side-scrolling games look than they did just like a couple years ago. Just how much goes into all the visual aspects of them. Like if you look at the old Contra games, they look cool, yeah. but they're not anything close to what they they can do now. And so I think those 2D games, I love playing those old school type games. Like anytime I get a chance to deviate from what everybody else is playing and play something different, I love to try to do it. Like I loved Death Stranding. I thought that game was cool. Played through the entire game, didn't get it. I didn't understand what was going on at all, but like it was different. It wasn't the same old, same old. So I think yeah, anytime, yeah. And so anytime you're doing something different, I mean, you're you're obviously taking a risk and you're you know putting yourself out there. Are there any other type of genres or you know uh, game styles that you would like to try? you know, down the road, maybe not necessarily right away, but once you've got a little bit more uh, experience under your belt, more games, is there something that you want to be like, this is my game that I want to do, and this is going to be my mark on the world? Interesting. I think, um, so, you know, straight away, already done my point and click. Now I'm moving to a new genre um, of which, you know, again, growing up kind of, you know, early 90s late 80s and onwards games were 2d you know what i mean mm -hmm. like games were run and gun platform stuff or point and click or you know other versions of such so you know i love the nintendo switch for example because a lot of games on there are of that ilk they're picking up from an easier way of making a game and it can successfully go onto a Nintendo Switch. You can sit there and play it um, without kind of, you know, the devs don't have to create this entire massive open world game. Um, and it still looks cool when you can play it on, on, you know, on your phone or Nintendo Switch. So I'm excited for my next game that there's still a want for it um, because of, the love of retro and, you know, other consoles that aren't always the big PS5 stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But the next one I want to do is going to be like a top-down RPG Zelda-style mm. game. So that's what's, you know, that's what's going to be the third Life of Brothers game. Um, again, because, you know, my favorite Zelda is, uh, you know, um, Link of Time, you know, yeah. I think that's that's my favorite. Uh, my brother got the remake and um, looks really cool, but I just love, you know, that original um, game on the SNES. Yeah, those old Zelda games are... I'm, I'm a Zelda fan of almost any Zelda game you can think of. I, I, I'll play it. Um, we actually played through Breath of the Wild uh, mm. when it came out, and my wife, that was her first like big video game that she was into and she was hooked. And so I got her for, for this past Christmas, I got her a cookbook and it had somebody had converted on, it was a Kickstarter and they'd converted all the recipes from the game oh, wow. into a cookbook. And so the, the book just came this week. It was supposed to come, you know, last year, but because of everything that happened and, yeah, yeah. and I didn't, you know, I wasn't even tripping about that. It, the fact that they took all the recipes from the game and put it into the book, and I was reading through some of them, and they it's they're like really good recipes. I'm really excited I'll to try. I'll send you that link. Send me yeah. the link. I'll send you I'll the link. link. Yeah, I'll, let me write that down right now. But yeah, I think you can still get the book. Um, it's a Kickstarter. Um, I'm gonna actually try to get the person who did it onto the show because, I mean, that thing is it's like it's a full big book, and then it's got other recipes, so it'll have you can make your own ingredients. So you'll make like your monster extract and you'll make stuff like that. And then that'll go into the other recipes. It's got drink recipes. It's got everything. Uh, so that's cool. I'll let me write, just write a little note to send that to you. Um, but yeah, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big, you know, video game player. I like sports cards. I like comic books. Are there any other nerdy interests that you have besides video games? Like what else do you yeah, like to so, out um, 
I'm a big fan of uh, of graphic novels. Okay, cool. Uh, um, my friend who lives, well, my friend has a, a comic shop not far from me in my like town where I grew up, um, and I'm always in there buying obscure graphic novels and recommendations that I might not have heard of. Um, so I love, I, I have a ton of them, obviously. Um, vinyl. So I'm a bit, I'm a vinyl junkie. Love my, um, love my music. Always again, local record shops supporting the independent. Um, and yeah, you know, like, but at the same time, all things and football. Mm -hmm. So UK soccer. Right. My, well, yeah. That's what I figured. Uh, so I'm a big Chelsea football club fan. Um, so they're my things I love, but I also, again, what I love about um, the gaming world is that collector side of things. Mm. So, you know, I'm always buying, um, and you should check this out. There's a company called Bitmap Books. Bitmap Books. And they do beautiful books. They do this beautiful, like, so beautifully crafted with loads of cool little bits that you know, are, are of the genre of what the book's about. So they did an amazing point and click adventure book. They've just done a micro machines book, you know, micro machines mm -hmm. that cars. they've done a book on that. They're about to release a book on games that never made it. So, you know, games that you read about and then they just never came out and mm -hmm. like the story as to why. So I can't wait for that one. I always buy their books. I recently bought um, Bubble Bubble. You know the game oh, Bubble Bubble? I love Bubble Bubble. That's probably one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, exactly. Me too. It's like amazing. They just released Bubble Bubble 4, and you get this great package where it's got, uh, you get this kind of, all this lovely, lovely Bubble Bubble me memorabilia. It's hard to say. Um, with books, and it comes in like a box that the actual arcade um what would you call it would come in, you know, all, yeah, all these yeah. kind of I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit of a retro, you know, head. you should check out, I had a guy on here, his name was Steve Casino and he does all this trippy type of art, but the, the one the thing that I love the most that he does, he's he'll take old cartridges, like console cartridges. He'll take Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64 and he'll cut out like a, a portion of it and then he makes with clay so he'll make like something out of clay so it's almost like it's coming so he'll do like a 3d clay oh, wow. thing on top of it, and he'll use that the picture as a base it's so cool check him out on instagram you'll love it it's like yeah, his name's steve casino there's a ton of different stuff he's got super nintendo nintendo 64 all types of different games just and it's all cool looking stuff he does oh. all types of stuff so uh, yeah, shout out to steve um so i wanted to ask you you said you're a big graphic novel fan, comic book fan. What if there was going to be one story that you would convert to a video game? What would mm. be what story would you think you would want to convert into a game? Interesting. Very interesting. I'm a stoner, so I like to ask random questions. <laughs> uh, well, I think um so Daredevil is my favorite superhero. Okay. So I was over the moon when obviously you know Netflix did. Um, they need to keep him as Daredevil. They I do. I don't care what they do. They need to keep him as Daredevil. Keep well, the I other read, guy as Punisher. Yeah, I, I agree. If they don't, it's madness. Mm -hmm. but, um, I did read a review. Oh, not a review. I read like rumors that they were going to, Ben Affleck to reprise his role. But I, I can't be. That's insane. He was Batman two minutes ago. So. Yeah, I don't see that. I mean, maybe, no, but yeah. I know they're doing that Snyder cut of Justice League. That's supposed yeah. to be coming out. That's going to be, I don't know, either people are going to be super pumped about it or they're going to be super let down. I feel yeah. like if you ask for something for so long and if it sucks, yeah. then you're just yeah. like, well, you just asked for all that disappointment. You should have just left, left it the way it was, but... I don't know. At this point, I don't see how it can be bad from what I've heard no, about it. It'll be better than however it came out. I'll show you to answer your question. I think not necessarily a story, but I would do a, uh, I would do um, a game of ROM. Oh, okay. No ROM? I, yes, I've seen that. 
I I had a guy who was making that cre- that creation. That was the first time I had heard of it. Um, oh right. Uh, Lou and Adams Customs. They make custom toys, and he was making yeah. a custom ROM. Yeah. So ROM. What I love about ROM is like my dad um, uh, showed me, you know, got me into ROM when I was a kid. And what's so cool about it is uh, it was a toy. Okay. And then Marvel, to push the toy sales, mm-hmm. Marvel made a comic um, series. Yeah. I've talked about well, that before on the podcast about how how most of those old toys or like comic books were advertisements and vice versa. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know that until like not that long ago because yeah. I was just wrong, right? You're just like, oh, I love this comic right it's a badass comics badass toy right yeah yeah so i was you know there should be a game of rom because i just think he's such a cool um character and you can do so much with him because he's obviously a space robot you know um so that's what i would do maybe i should do that maybe i should <laughs> yeah i mean they're uh, always remaking stuff and i feel like if you remake stuff that that's good i mean yeah and if you're a fan of something too that's the, like i don't I don't like remaking things for the sake of remaking them, but if you're a fan of something and you're like, I want to do my take on this, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to do your take on anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to remake the ET game because that's historically like the worst oh, game yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> buried in the desert. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a rumor that there's like a, a, a secret treasure chest of ET games somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a documentary on it that they actually dig it up and find them oh that um, oh yeah i do i remember that yeah that is so a they, thing yeah they, it was such a flop that they were all in the, <laughs> in the desert. i what mean way to- would you rather have like a game that's historically the biggest flop ever or like a game that's just kind of i mean if if i was in the one responsible for the biggest flop ever. I'd probably own that. I'd be like, you know what? I made yeah. that ET game. I made that. Yeah, exactly. Shit. <laughs> I am the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the I wanted to get back to Wooly Mountain a little bit because got yeah. a little bit off trap track uh, off topic for a minute. But so you said that the the scientists are audio tra- audio scientists, time traveling scientists, based on a band. So what type of band influences, you know, do you think, did you come up with like characters? Did, did you take influences from bands to, to, to create these characters? Like, did you say, I want this guy to be like this person from this band, or did you take any of those type of qualities? Um, the band, we were the band. So my brother and I were in a band called the Helmholtz Resonators. Okay. And dressed up in top hats and pretend mustaches. And we would do this kind of like electro fuzz bass, you know, kind of at stuff at when it just begun, it was just bass, drums, and keyboards. Mm-hmm. And each song we'd swap instrument. And it was just kind of crazy kind of stuff. And we had we had names. We were, you know, Garland Vanderbilt, um, Carlton Breezy, Cladney Plates. So we came up with so these names. Up, yeah. These Victorian time traveling um, audio scientists. And that's what we kind of thought was a good thing. And then we realized that, you know, we could make a bit of a world out of this. So we did some books, you know, we put some records out. You can find them all on Spotify and YouTube. And, you know, here is, um, here's the vinyl, you know, oh, for, nice. uh, for, which is in the game. This right. is actually the game and you can play this, um, on the record player in the Crystal Submarine, if you find the vinyl, you, find the vinyl, you can then yeah. go back and play it, and it's got the same songs that's on here. Oh, that's um, awesome! So we put some albums out. Um, you know, got played on the radio over in the UK quite a lot on BBC Six Music and XFM and all different stations. So we had quite a bit of success, and then um, we wrote a book. And my friend, who's actually doing the art on the new game, did all the art for this uh, graphic novel. Um, which is on ebooks, iBooks, even um, the mystery of Woolly Mountain as a kind of graphic novel with with the album integrated in the pages, um, and then that's when I had the idea to do a a game of the book of the band. 
Okay. So, so it's almost like a whole experience. Like if you listen to the band yeah, and then you exactly. go to the graphic novels exactly. and then. Exactly. That's what we, we just wanted to create a world. Is it now, do you make it fun for the people who, you know, follow all of your stuff? Do you throw a little Easter eggs and stuff in? Like you, I know you said you threw in that, that record, but is, is that the type of stuff do you, that you like to do? You like to put little Easter eggs for the people that follow everything? Yeah, so, I mean, there was two kind of enjoyable things. Well, there's loads of enjoyable things, but my two favorite things in the game are all the kind of, yeah, the Helmholtz Resonators kind of history and trinkets and things you might recognize that if you follow the band prior, um, that you can see and pick up and play and and all stuff like that. Um, but there's also like a ZX Spectrum, in the playroom in the um, Crystal Submarine, mm. you need to find a game and play this adventure game, like you know, like the Hobbit. Do you remember the Hobbit? Yeah. Google it, right? So it's like a text adventure, and you have to find this game, play this game, complete it to get a secret password kind of thing. But if you find some other Spectrum games, you can play those, and I've included the spectrum game that i wrote and made when i was 10. Um, oh, really? it, it's terrible it's the worst game in the world i barely even a game but i created it exactly and then put it in the game so you can find the game i made and then play it in that's awesome though mr Woody mountain and i was inspired by you know day of the tentacle which has maniac mansion you can play it within day of the tentacle on like a computer in a bedroom. So I thought a game within a game is also is always wicked. So I wanted to kind of, you know, reenact that. So they're some of my favorite things. Yeah, I always like the idea of playing games in a game because it's like a key, it almost takes you out of the game for a minute and kind of lets you reset. Um, anytime I'm playing like a an action adventure game or something and I find come across an arcade game that you can play in the game. Yeah, that's always yeah. dope to me. So I always love that stuff. In fact, I'm playing a game on the Nintendo Switch called The Tourist. Have you seen that? No. It's really cool. It's nice, like a 3D uh, isometric, uh, like blocky, a bit like it looks like Minecraft meets Lego, but it's really nice aesthetic feel to it. And you go to all these different islands. And yeah, I'm just in an arcade playing the, the equivalent of Bomb Jack at yeah. the moment. The my I I need to utilize my Switch a little bit more. I love the Switch, but I had an issue a while back where I had somebody either hacked my account or did something. I forget what, how they did it, but through my PayPal, they ended up buying like 10,000 Fortnite skins through my Nintendo account. And Ouch. so I had to, it wasn't like anything crazy. They fixed it. PayPal took care of it for me, which was cool. It was just more of an inconvenience, but I had to completely take down my Nintendo account. And so yeah. that's part of why I like haven't been getting any new games is because I've, my Nintendo accounts all screwed up and I have to go in and do that stuff. And, um, but there's such a library of stuff on there that I want to get into. Um, and th it's crazy because I hated the Wii. I thought the Wii was like, I bought it. I think I bought two different Wiis cause I bought it when it first came out and I was like, this is stupid. I don't like it. Got rid of it, got another Wii. And I was like, I'll give this a try again. And I just couldn't get with the Wii, but the really? switch is like one of my favorite systems ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, and also it's it's convenient for your life. You know, yeah. like if you travel a lot, then you can still play games. If you have a family that's expanding, you can play that doesn't take up the entire screen in one of the rooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very handy. My wife is make sure, making sure that I put it in the hospital bag for when we go into labor. Go. She's yeah. like, make sure that switch is in the bag. It's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what type of music are you listening to if you're it sounds like you're pretty into music um if you guys based a lot of the game on it yeah. what type of music do you listen to these days uh all sorts really i think as you grow older you kind of you're, you know not everybody but you know when I, when I was younger and in bands i was kind of like you know i love my punk rock you know i'm 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 a kind of alternative rock guy i wouldn't listen to anything else um and then i realized that actually you know dance music's amazing and then I grew up um, and I like all sorts. I like, 
you know, Thundercat, I'm really into at the moment. Love Thundercat. Uh, yeah, so I just, his new album I think is really great. I've got all these albums on vinyl. John Hopkins I love. Um, Little Dragon. Uh, bought the new Ben and Sebastian album recently that's from a movie. Just loads of stuff. You know, like my hero is, is Mike Patton from Faith No More. Oh, um, Faith No More, yeah. Yes, anything he does, I buy. Weren't they supposed to be going? They, I feel like I had heard something about them supposed to be doing a tour, and then I was COVID meant to happened. see them last Wednesday in Brixton Academy in London. Yeah, I had heard now, about that, and I was pumped, and I'm like, "Oh, Faith No More is coming around," and then COVID happened, and everything got yeah. shut down. So I just have to wait till next June now. Next, June. I had two nights. I booked. I bought two nights in Brixton. Yeah. Now, when do you think that you that they'll be back to concerts, and do you think everything's going to be next year for you guys as as well? They're looking at doing concerts here like soon. They're trying to get everybody well, up and running. What we're doing over here is everyone's doing drive-in gigs, driving oh, comedy, yeah. drive-in cinema, drive-in. Um, yeah, we've only got one. I think Bert Kreischer is the only one that's doing drive-in comedy right now, and I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. I would go see stand-up drive-in comedy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's loads it's all around England. They're doing, you know, kind of like either just, you know, one comedian or one band or five bands to make it kind of, you know, worthwhile. And I think that's a good idea for now. I think um, until there's a vaccine, I don't think everyone will be confident enough. Mm. I mean, I, I probably would. I'd probably go and be like, this is okay. It's just where, how do you make people... I don't know, social distance. Mind you, in the UK, we're now down to a meter social distancing now. Yeah, we're there, where I'm living, they're making it mandatory for everybody to wear masks on the 26th, which, I mean, if it's going to help stop the spread of everything, I don't mind doing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the way that uh, we've handled it in this country is <laughs> it's not great. So yeah. we're just, uh, yeah. It's fun to play video games to kind of escape all that stuff. It's well, you know, exactly. that does show you, doesn't it? Music, to listen to at home, arts and games and everything, you know, you can still play that. Yeah. So we're getting um, close to towards the end of the yes. interview. Um, was there... Did, so did you tell us every, everything you could about your new game coming out? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say, you know, for the, if you have a Nintendo Switch or, you know, you're on Steam, um, get it for PC or Mac. The soundtrack is on there. I'm very proud of the soundtrack that my brother and my friend made. You can buy that as well as an art book. That's all on Steam. Nintendo Switch, I was so proud to actually, you know, see it on a Switch. It was mm -hmm. like an amazing thing for me. Um, and um, the publishers, Huey Games, helped help me uh, port that over. Uh, and yeah, it's just I'm, I'm I'm really proud of it. I think if you like to escape and you don't want to have games which are too all-encompassing, like Red Dead Redemption Two, for example, where you literally shave. Yeah, you know you're. you're <laughs> That's a heavy anyway. game too. It's like yeah. that game was like that took a toll on me emotionally. I'm like, yeah. this game is heavy, man. Yeah, and you know, there's so some of these games are so encompassing. Yeah, where you have to live a, a second life with Woolly Mountain. You know, it's affordable. It's you can dip in and out. You can just enjoy the the storytelling, the experience, the music, and you know, the dialogue. Five thousand lines of dialogue in there as well. I play most of the characters, so that was a very long, um, <laughs> torturous but fun. Um, experience recording all those vocals so how did um, that go as far as i thought because when you were saying it earlier i thought you were saying that your your brother had done the audio but he does the the music portion and like the sound effects and stuff but you do all the vo the, the dialogue yeah my brother does some of the voices he plays about three characters i play about six characters um and then some other friends who are thespians as well they do a few of the other characters and then you know a kind of um NPC might be um, um, my mum saying one word, like a lady in the tavern, for example, or my dad in there, and you know. Oh, that's cool. I wanted to make it, yeah, you know, get people not so it's kind of really obvious that they can't um, act, 
um, or do dialogue, but for a little word here and there, it was nice to make it a family affair. So, right. yeah, you know, I mean, what I would say is get the game, please you know, join us on, on Lightfoot Brothers, on, on Discord, on Twitter and Facebook, because if you're interested in the next game, you know, I'm going to be really looking for people to give me their suggestions and feedback on comparing A to B and haven't quite decided on the title. So I want to get people's opinions on all different things as we grow so that it feels like a proper, you know, community um, making a game. Well, no, that's the way it should be. I mean, that's if you take into consideration the fact that people are going to be playing your game and, and, you know, it's going to be a part of their lives and then you're also letting them put their input. I think that's yeah. going to make the game be received even better than it yeah. probably would have anyway. Um, well, James, thanks for coming on the show. The mystery of Woolly mountain is available now um, on, is it just on the switch or can you get it anywhere? Switch, uh, steam switch and steam. Okay. Switch and steam. And then you said Twitter is just the only place that people can find you. You have a website, anything like that? Yeah, so we have lightfootbrossgames.com um, and uh, we have a Twitter with the lightfootbrossgames handle um, and we're on Discord as well with the same Lightfoot Brothers. Awesome. So just Google those. If you go to lightfootbrossgames.com, you can find all the links to everything. Awesome. Well, James, thanks again for taking the time out. I'm excited to try this game once I get a couple minutes before awesome. this kid I mean, comes. Yeah, well, if my wife ever lets me get it, I'm sure she'll be right. taking over it before I get a chance to play it. But I'm sure we're going to love it um, from Thank just based you. off everything I've, I've watched on it. I'm, I'm really excited to try it. And I'm excited to see what's going to come down the road for you. Um, I think that uh, the, the retro you, game man. idea is awesome. And you in a couple weeks, eh? Where, yeah, or, or, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully a couple weeks. It, it, we're we're getting prepared like it's going to happen sooner. But yeah, it's supposed to be the middle of July. So nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we're back. excited. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming on again. And yeah. Um, and yeah, let me know when you've got you've got that other game coming out. I don't have a crazy following, but you know, I'll let I'll definitely get the word out when that game is coming out. So awesome. James, thanks again, and I look forward to talking to you again sometime. Take care. Speak right, soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Itty Bitty Podcast. Next week on the show, um, I honestly don't know what's going to happen next week on the show. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of at the point where I'm at right now. Um, everything's crazy, but I'm going to try and have an episode out for you. And hopefully it's good. It's about something fun. And hopefully you entered the giveaway and you won some dope shit and you're happy with me. So make sure you tell all your friends, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. And uh, tune in next week. I'll be back with another episode.